Hey everybody, it's Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. Today we're going to talk about solo guitar playing. Right, Chris? Soloing. Guitar playing. Yeah. Isn't that what I said? I don't know. Soloing? Okay. Yeah, let's start off by like talking about how you approach leads, solos in in your playing, and I'll do the same. And then and then we'll segue into you know maybe players we like, solos we like. But start off like like how do you approach lead guitar when you're when you're playing? It depends on the song. If it's just a straight up like rock and roll song, I'll kind of like just go where I'm feeling it, you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. totally different than, you know, a song that might you might be looking for a more melodic kind of theme based, you know, solo part and if I'm doing one of those, I take a while I spend a while with a song and figure it out, but it just depends, you know, if it's, it's a straight ahead, like kind of calls for kind of a Chuck Berry kind of riffage thing. I'll start there and, you know, just play my little bag of cliches or whatever I'm kind of feeling. <laughs> and then maybe go back and adjust some things to maybe put a little interesting spin here or there. But yeah, it just depends on the song really. How about you? Yeah. I mean, I think I take the same approach, but overall, I think even if I'm doing something simple or rock and roll, I I always like to think in terms of melody and and you know playing to the chords underneath you know what I mean because I mean I'm thinking uh-huh. of even like um even something as basic as Chuck Berry I think that's what he did he was very mindful of or maybe it was just like innate to him to play you know to play to the melody of the song right it's like there's a melody there's a melody for the chorus and the verse um mm-hmm. and so I think even if I'm taking a simple approach yeah I I try to think in terms of melody and, and the chord structure both but beneath what I'm playing. Um, but that said, exactly. I mean, I, there are some fucking rock guitar solos that are just, you know, noise, but I like, I love it because it's just, it fits the song. Right. I can't think of something right off the bat, but, or just something simple, like maybe the Ramones, like uh, the, so the lead in uh, I want to be sedated, which is just basically that droning, you know, on the high E kind of, but it's so cool. Right, because even that's melodic. Because because what he's playing is is fitting the chord stru- chord progression that's going on underneath that thing. But it's just it's basically just droning on the the you know playing the high the E on the fifth fret of the B string and the and the drone of the high E. But but yeah, but I I always I that's what I'm drawn to. I just love mel- melodic solos, melodic leads, whatever they are, whether they're simplistic or com- complicated. You know, uh-huh. that's how I approach it. No, I think I think that's key. Is just whatever the song calls for, and a lot of times I'm stuck. Like I'm coming, I'm trying to come up with a solo for a song, and I'm stuck. And I'm like, I'm not really thinking anything. I'm not feeling anything. I, you go back and you listen to the, the vocals. On like, if you're solo over verse, you listen to the verse vocals, and then you play that on guitar. You find out where it's on guitar, and then you use that to build something. So you might, you know, you might want want to do the exact same melody as a verse, but at least gets you it gets you into the ballpark of coming up with something. Because sometimes, you know. And this is like an old bluegrass thing where it's like the, the solo is the, the vocal melody, right? right? And sometimes if you have like three verses in a song, you don't need another you know copy of the melody on guitar. So, but there's little like there might be little key phrases in the melody that you can kind of use as a bass and come up with something there to kind of just expand on it. But it's what I, what it's good for is just if you ever get stuck. It's like I don't have any ideas. I'm playing all my same old lame shit. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Go back to the melody and, and learn it on the guitar. 
And then from there, something will probably reveal itself, or that's what usually happens for me. And if it's kind of a blues-based thing, there's kind of like that standard blues-based riffing, one, four, five, and you know, places to go to make it sound like the classic blues thing. I don't really know that stuff very well. I mean, I can do like fake blues jamming, which I don't really, <laughs> which I don't really like to do if I don't have to, just yeah. because it's been done so much and it just it's just so obvious. But um, yeah. There's, there's that said there's things in there that you can grab you're like what is the the biggest blues cliche i could play right now and then you turn it on its ear you know you just come up with something like this is what the cliche to this part would be like but if i do this you know and even if it's just adding like a couple notes from you know just outside of the the blues scale you know what i mean to just yep. kind of give it a little different voice i've done that before and that's worked pretty well i dig that man i dig the i dig that approach if you're stuck, exactly, because that's what I try to do a lot. And like you, when you and I went down the, the bluegrass rabbit hole, it was so apparent. And it's just that's a fundamental part of bluegrass, too, is that, you know, the instruments will just replicate, if if not the melody verbatim, you know, a twist on the, the melody during the, you know, the instrumental parts. Um, so I think that's an awesome that's an awesome way to do it, too, because that's what I do, too. I, and a lot of the songs that I like, frankly, where there's that interlude, it's it's basically just a guitar or some other instrument kind of riffing on the, the basic melodic theme of the song, you know, which I dig. But it's funny that you said, um, talked about when you get stuck, like I've been going down the Joe Pass rabbit hole, that jazz guitar player, Joe Pass. He's fucking amazing. But he was talking, he was there, he's being interviewed and the guy's like, well, you know, you know, what are your influences and stuff? And he, he he's a guitar player, but he was really influenced by horn players a lot and he said he really didn't listen to like charlie christian or other guitar players but he listened to like charlie parker and horn players and his playing if you listen to his playing it's very much influenced by horns and i that's what i try to do too is i try to listen to other instruments and get kind of the way they play like even a piano right like how a piano player like slurs notes and stuff and try to translate that to the guitar. And that's, that's kind of inspirational too, is to say, you know, shit, cause you and I both, we love lots of guitar players, but you know, listening to other instruments and other players play and trying to translate on the, that onto guitar is kind of cool too, if you get stuck. No, that's exactly. I mean, I, I've done harmonica parts before too, which is, I was actually really satisfied with. There was like, I was playing a song that was already been recorded. It was on record. And um, I was, you know, the new guitar player in the band. And it's like, all right, here's this song. And live, they didn't have harmonica, so they just kind of didn't do the harmonica part. Uh-huh. So my approach was to, t- to play the harmonica part on guitar. That's cool. And that brings me to another thing is a lot of times the way I like to play in a song is I'm not really playing straight rhythm, break, straight lead. It's kind of like a lot of the guitar parts I come up with will have like little, you know, single note melodies or, you know, double stops or whatever in them. So it's kind of like a, a hybrid rhythm lead part to begin with. And sometimes there might be something that I came up with throughout somewhere in the song, like either intro or somewhere else where there's like a little signature part, like a signature melody that maybe not is part of the vocal melody or anything like that, but it's just something that I came up with. And I will reintroduce that in like the solo or the middle eight part is like, That's here's cool. this, you know, I'm going to, upon this little like signature riff that I came up with as an intro and then take it from there. I like what you're talking about, starting maybe with something kind of that's known, like a known quantity, and then trying to turn it on its ear. That's another good inspiration too. I, I, I try to do that too, 
Cause I'm, you know, yeah, we both have our bag of tricks that we, <laughs> we fall, but everybody does, but exactly. That's what I try to do too. It's like, okay, fuck man, I'm playing this pentatonic scale. What can I, what note can I add? Or can I bend a different note than I usually bend? But again, like I've been watching these Joe Pass videos and just that, he, he, you know, even if you don't play jazz, like just watching the way he plays the instrument is, is inspirational. And you might be able to pick up some stuff about like how he approaches his playing like phrasing and everything else. Like the guy was just phenomenal, man. But anyway, so yeah. And then, and also, yeah, I've, I've been watching Oscar Peterson too, the, the great jazz piano player. And that guy was freaking amazing. And as a guitar player, I watch him play the keys and go, okay, we'll see. That's how he slurs those things. Let me try to do that on the guitar. And it's kind of fun and kind of uh, inspiring. So yeah, yeah. I've been. You mentioned scales, which is kind of interesting because my approach to scales has always been, I kind of know what they are. Like I know the, the main, major and minor pentatonic, but I don't use them as scales. Yeah. I just use them as placeholders to know where I am on the neck. And yeah. it's like, I guess, you know, subconsciously, I know I'm playing in the scale, but I don't, I don't run the scales or anything like that. I just use them kind of as placeholders and I'll just totally go by my ear and like a melody that I want to hear. So maybe I'm, I am like kind of based in the minor pentatonic or something like that while I'm playing but I'm looking for notes. I don't care where they come from. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yep. I can hear like a couple of little Middle Eastern like kind of flavors just on this part of it. So I like to do one of the things if we talk about guitar players that is not really my thing is there's certain guitar players that sound like they're playing scales. And I, yep. I, I always maybe it's just because I'm lazy and never really learned scales inside and out. But I always try to avoid that to just sound like you're practicing scales when you're, you're playing, you know, up the scale, down the scale or whatever. But I think for me, I've always used scales and I can't name, you know, other than the pentatonic, I can probably can't name them, but I can. Yeah. But I, I know that I'm in them when I'm yeah. I just, you know, which sounds stupid. It's like, I, but I just look for notes. You know what I mean? I know if I want something to sound dark, where to play for this, whatever key I am or whatever chord I'm over. And if I want something to sound happy, I know where to, to do that. But the, the, the classic scale shapes that you see, if you look at like tablature, I just use those for placeholders to know yeah. where I am and where to start or where to, you know, where to be to get kind of a flavor. If that makes any sense. It's just, it's just, I don't, I am kind of like scale illiterate. I think the way you approach it is the right way to approach it because ultimately we're trying to play music right and music isn't just scales it's it's a melody that you it's a melody that you create from the notes in a scale right and so i think scales can be beneficial for practicing and stuff like that but exactly like you're saying i think when you're trying to play music or write music you know the scale is only a, a rough reference guide like you're saying if if it's a minor scale okay that you know that maybe i can lend that to a sad you know, if it's a sad song or if it's a happy song, it's probably going to be in a major scale or whatever, or, or notes from that scale. But, but exactly. I think you're on the right track. Um, thinking about them only as a tool to kind of reference where you are and, and, and what kind of, uh, emotion you're trying to elicit in your playing. Right. Because that's ultimately that's what we're doing. We're because scales aren't going to move anybody. Right. You know, if, if you know, they're going to be moved by the way, you created a melody from those notes, man, and how you're, how you're playing on the notes. And so, yeah, I think you're looking at it the right way. That's the way I look at it too. It's like, I look at notes and even that guy, you and I were looking at uh, Tom Bukovac, that's he, he did a short rant on that too. It's like, 
because people are asking him like, what positions do you use and what scales do you use? And he said, I don't, I just go by my ear and what sounds right to me. Right. Essentially. And that's, and what serves the song, you know? So. Yeah. I mean, and but don't get me wrong. I think somebody that with a really great knowledge of like musical theory, I mean, there's things that I would be envious of. They know immediately that, if you go, if you're playing this chord progression and you use these little things right here, you can be like musically correct. And even right. to know that, just to be able to break that, would be. I mean, it would be power. But I mean, I'm an old dog right now. It seems to be working for me. And it's really only been maybe the last maybe ten years or so where I've really started to focus on playing outside of you know. Solo used to be like you know I come up with a solo. This just sounds cool over this part. But now, and especially since I started playing with the band, the Riff Brokers, I have an opportunity to play over a lot more chords and a lot more interesting chords than, you know, all my Stones-based rock bands, which I loved, uh-huh. but it was a lot more straightforward. This gives me interesting bridges and, you know, every Beatle chord in the book. <laughs> so it's it's a challenge, but it also taught me a lot about, like, what's going on on chords and chords that are aren't just your major minor chords and what makes those chords sound like they do. Yep. And from there, you can find little things to, to make it, you know, when they go through those chords and you hit that funny chord, you're right there with them. And it's just, you're adding to it, which is super cool. But yeah, the whole scale, like practicing, I mean, people, a big put down on the internet that you'll see on a lot of forums is like, Oh, I bet you only play the pentatonic scale. Right. <laughs> I'm like, Wow. But um, I mean, it's just a bunch of notes. So I mean, I mean, you could take those notes and you could make something cool, or you could make something stupid. You can know exactly. everything in the book, and you know, not play anything worthwhile. So I think that dude that you mentioned, I think his approach is kind of, I agree with. I mean, I mean, it never hurts to have knowledge of anything. I mean, no. you're not going to hurt yourself by knowing that, but just knowing that in the end, it is about notes. And you know, one thing that I always like to say is, um, take somebody like. Mike Campbell with, I mean, he plays in a band with Tom Petty who writes some of the most hooky, brilliant pop songs and rock songs ever. And you can come away from a Tom Petty song humming the guitar parts because that's, I mean, he's got it. He knows how to do that. Like just that hook to hook you and make a part that's integral to the, the song. It's every bit as important as the, you know, the lyrics. And that's always what I strive for. And, you know, and as many songs as I can. So exactly. And, and, and that's the thing about scales. It's, I'm not putting scales down or, or saying scales are, sh- and I, I agree with you totally. I mean, the more knowledge you can acquire as a guitar player or a musician, the better. And I'm, I, I'm like you, I mean, I, I started out learning by ear and I, I've taken lessons over the years and tried to get into theory. It just, it, it it's never stuck with me. I, I, it's something I, it's always in the back of my mind that I'd like to learn more about especially for chords and stuff. Uh, but, but, but like, I guess I'm just thinking in terms of like you and I were talking about uh, guitar players that write songs that just sound like, you know, scales essentially rather than, or some guitar lead that's basically just sounds like a, a dude doing a scale really fast. I mean, that's cool, but I much more prefer like you're talking about like a Mike Campbell a lead that just is is a phrase or or a, a series of notes that moves me right in, in a in a way, and so that's that's what that's what I'm drawn to, and that's what kind of 
gets me jazzed or, or guitar parts or musical parts like that too. So this is a good segue. You mentioned Mike Campbell. He's obviously, you and I both love him as a guitar player and, and a person that comes up with, you know, memorable guitar parts, guitar leads. Who are some other players that you really dig that you feel really fit that bill? Oh, you know, off the top of my head, I mean, I'm the type of person that when if I put a record on and I'm listening to something, the guitar player on the record is usually my favorite guitarist in the world at the time, because I mean, a lot of the music I listen to, you know, I obviously love and I'm very familiar with. So, yep. I mean, I have a stack of records over here I'm looking at yeah. and I could name a billion of them. But even guys like, like I've never been a big Clapton fan, but one of the songs that keeps popping into my head as we're talking about this stuff is um, the way you look tonight or, you know, but oh, yeah, yeah. that guitar part is iconic, right? Like, or I'm thinking about the intro to um, My Girl, right? I forget the guitar player's name, but God, he's a great, he was one of the Motown musicians. And it's just that simple those things where you slap your forehead and go, why didn't I think of this? Exactly. Yeah. And it's so simple, but it is melodic. It's, it's, um, it's, it's memorable. Um, yeah. So like for me, I, I was raised on like, you know, you know, AM radio, rock and roll. And so I, I think that was just ingrained in me. Like all of those, like, you know, all of these, you know, hit songs that had these hooks that just got me right away. So yeah, I'm really drawn to that. And yeah, like you say, Mike Campbell to me, I guess in rock and roll is one of the, you know, top guitar players that just creates tasty, memorable guitar lines. That's what I'm drawn to. I'm drawn to melodic players who come up with thoughtful guitar parts that 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 just serve the song. You know, I guess that's the, yeah, that's the bottom line is just serve the song. You know, I got a question for you. So when you yeah. first started out playing guitar, first off, you know, there's the classic struggle. It's like, what the hell do I do with this thing? You yeah. know, and you start off and you put chords together. Do you remember when you actually started like playing like lead guitars? Because I think as a guitar player. You kind of, there's a bit of a rush to get there because that's where all the glory seems to be. Um, do you remember how you finally worked out some sort of way to be able to play leads and what it was? You know, I don't remember a specific thing, but I do remember having the, the hardest thing for me to do was vibrato, you know, just, you know, getting that string to move in my hand to do that. It was the hardest thing, but once I got it, it's like, ah, that's what you, that's what you do. But it's funny. Like one of the first songs I learned was single note playing, which was Iron Man, Iron Man. Yeah. So, so it's, I guess essentially, yeah. From the get go, I was trying to play single note, um, phrases on the guitar you know so that that sticks out in my mind like iron man that melody was in my head and i'm like okay let's try let's try to figure this out on the on this guitar you know so how about you was there do you remember a transition period where you kind of went from like learning chords or something and then going okay well i'm gonna do this lead or 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 it just happening or yeah i just happened it was so weird because i had just gotten like my second electric guitar which was a was actually a very playable it was the first guitar that i had that was super playable and something just clicked and I got that like that pentatonic blues box scale, but uh -huh. just on the A, just in the, the key of A for some reason. So I learned how to do like these little pull-offs and trills and all this stuff. So it was like, it sounded like, I mean, I really impressed myself when I started doing <laughs> it because it seemed, A, it seemed pretty easy uh -huh. and I could play over, you know, any song in A, I could noodle. And I was just like, yes, I've arrived. I'm a guitar player. So we were doing things like, 
a jam with kids and like riding the storm out or, you know, just about any Ted Nugent's record, I could start putting this stuff and making like solo sounds over top of like people playing chords. And that was just like a big, like, yes, I was so psyched. There's that's just- so cool though. That's cool. I mean, just the way you describe that, I, I think that's so cool because I mean, I do remember little moments of plateauing and then thinking, fuck And then also, and then breaking through, right? Like, Oh, cool. Okay. Now I can play that F chord now or that C chord or whatever, or now I can do these. Yeah. A little bit of lead work over the, this chord progression. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. What else you got on solo guitar? Any other words of wisdom you can impart to listeners and me? What about tone? Yeah, tone is huge, man. Talk about what tone means to you and in the context of solos. Oh, I don't know. It's just, again, it's it's all over the map. I don't think there's a, I mean, my ears will prick up if I hear something like, oh, that's that works, but it's not, there's not like one consistent thing you know, that I, I gravitate towards. It's just depends on what I'm listening to. We mentioned in some episode long ago, how like how quote shitty some of the guitar tones were <laughs> of the sixties and seventies. Oh, right. But those are awesome. It's yeah. like words and it's like, it's raw. And it's like, you wouldn't, no one would actively try to get that sound in a studio. I would think everything's so like perfect amount of overdrive and all this other stuff. And some of those old guitar tones were just awesome. They were just weird and, fucking ragged and and in in 70s rock is kind of what i'm talking about but um so it just depends it it just depends on the song there's so many different kind of tones that i like in the context of whatever music i'm listening to so so i don't think there's one i mean because you know i do i like you know sustainy fat but i also like thin like razor sharp just depending on what it is yeah no i i agree and i think it's yeah it's cool that you mentioned that too because i the characteristics of some of those weird tones are what make that a signature little phrase or solo, you know, and exactly. I don't think anybody would go back and change that because what they captured is just, you know, that lightning in a bottle. It's like, wow. Or even if it's slightly out of tune, it's like, well, it doesn't matter because whatever they did, it, it's the right thing, you know, right. and it just, it's, it, it's cool. Yeah. I love that. So I say play out of tune. That's, that's my new thing. That's going to be my tone. Look, my basically, our tone. recommendation is play out a tune, uh, get an ice picky tone, mm-hmm. and uh, have fun, right? Exactly. Cool. Well, dude, man, I, I loved chatting with you about uh, guitar solos and stuff. And we'll have to, uh, coming up, uh, Chris and I are going to strap on some guitars and, and have a little guitar interplay too during some of these episodes because it's time. Cool. We play guitar, but we and we talk a lot about it, but we don't fucking play our guitar during these episodes, and that's bullshit. Don't shut up about it. <laughs> well, cool. Well, as always, thank you for listening out there, whoever you are, wherever you are. We uh, we appreciate you. Uh, we think it's so cool. Um, send us email. Send us questions. Uh, interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Chris and Rick talk guitars. Check us out. Until next time, guys. Adios. Goodbye.